Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I love when we're right, at least for a moment in time. Oh, dear Lord. We sounded very, very right there on that intro with the Bears right now up you know, on the commander. I don't care about being right. I, I just have, want to have an informed opinion, and if just I'm wrong, I'll have a remarkable self-deprecation. Really? You don't care about being right? What is that like? I don't know anything about that. The Chicago Bears up right now on the Washington Commanders. 17 nothing. There's few things I like more in life than being right. It's like, you know, like my, my, like my son and, you know, my family generally – and my, like my dog, and then like being right, like right, like right. See, I'm, I'm in my list opposite. of great loves as, as, in my life. As long as I have an informed opinion, and if I'm wrong, then I will call myself a football fool, a basketball buffoon, whatever. I mean, I, I have I have been wrong so many times. I just want to be the one time I want to be right is when I'm wagering. That that's the one time, right? Other than that, I'm okay being wrong as long as I'm in it. As long as we have fun. And if you yell at me, laugh at me, right? I mean, whichever way, have a range of emotions. I'm not worried about being right when it comes to a sports opinion. I have grown over the years. I will occasionally now, at almost or at 40 years old and almost 41 years old, I will occasionally now admit when I'm wrong. Like, like ever oh, so rarely nobody, it happens. Nobody could tell me this before I agreed to do this show with you. <laughs> This is called advanced but, scouting. But if I'm right, I will tell you every minute of every single day. I could have used this intel about a month ago. I don't, James, James Steele knew that intel. I don't. I don't believe she's ever admitted she's wrong. <laughs> Maybe true. I don't she'll, know. Oh she'll try to Lord. lawyer her way into being right. That's 100 percent what I do. I mean, the lawyer in me kicks full. I will. I will like run, somehow. I will walk it back and run circles around it and wrap everybody up in so much confusion that you'll come out thinking somehow I was right, even though I was factually incorrect. <laughs> Word salad. Yes, words. You just dump a bunch of word salad on people, Ford and they just—they're ju- like yeah. they don't. Yes, it, ju- see, Joe could have told you. Yeah, see, he Joe, he, he would be. Dis- that's what you do. You throw the word salad, and then everyone's discombobulated, and they don't realize that you're wrong. <laughs> so let's go ahead and, and predict some more things here moving forward. And if I end up being wrong at the end of the NFL season, I'll never let you know. But right now, <laughs> we are a quarter of a way through the NFL season, and Bill Barnwell on ESPN plus has done his quarter of the year or quarter of the season awards in six categories, coach of the year, offensive and defensive rookie of the year, offensive and defensive player of the year and league MVP. So let's start with the coach of the year conversation here quickly. He has as his top three candidates for coach of the year, a quarter of the way through the season. Do you want me to do one to three or three to one? How do you like it? Let's go three to one. Always three, three to one. one. Always three to one. D'Amico no Ryan's suspense. D'Amico Ryan's coming in at number three, the head coach of the Houston Texans. I think a surprise appearance for a lot of people in terms of going into the season because the expectation's so low for that Texans team, and yet that team 
sitting at two and two and a four way tie in the AFC South is exceeding expectations. I'm good with him being a top three candidate right now for coach of the year. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the pride of uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide was a hell of a linebacker. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, played for the Texans for so many years, bled, sweat, you know, broken bones on that field to come back home. Uh, it's a remarkable story right now, and what he's doing is nothing short of sensational. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd actually have him higher than three because we all expected the Texans to be like a 2-15 and 15 type team with a rookie quarterback. All the old line issues they've had. I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. not like C.J. Stroud is playing with the same guys, you know, so far through the first quarter of the season, and they still have found a way to be 2-2. Two and two. Remarkable job. Remarkable job. I don't think he'll end up being in the conversation at the end of the NFL season, and that's not a knock on D'Amico Ryans, but still a lot of work to be done with Houston, right? I mean, even the Bears in 2022, they began 2-1. and one. Don't forget off this hot start, like they turned everything around, and they've been 1-17 and 17 since that time. So I just think that there's going to be some growing pains here as the season moves forward. Second on Bill Barnwell's list for Coach of the Year so far, Mike McDaniel, my Miami Dolphins. Given. You hang 70 on any team. I don't care if you go one and three. I mean, just because of that one game alone, you're in. So, yeah, uh, top three, absolutely done and done. Uh, I am obviously biased. I would probably have him at number one, but Kyle Shanahan is number one, according to Bill Barnwell. It's hard to have a problem with that. What he's doing again, what Brock Purdy looks like once again in that system. No, no, no. I got a problem with that. Really? I I expected that. I, I, I have the San Francisco 49ers winning the Super Bowl. So I expect them to be where they are right now. I mean, and, and I, I, I'm one of the few people that did not think that Brock Purdy was going to be a flash in the pan. That Niners defense, I, I saw him twice in person last year as a field analyst and reporter here on ESPN Radio. And I mean, they're, they're, they're sideline to sideline. They're nasty. I, I would have had Todd Bowles from Tampa. At oh, yeah, that would be a good one. There. Todd Bowles deserves a hell of a lot of credit you know, they took a chance on Baker Mayfield, and the way that team is playing right now, leading that division at 3-1 and one, and could easily be 4-0, and oh, hey, uh, Todd Bowles deserves – if you're going to give D'Amico Ryan's credit mm-hmm. at 2-2, two and two, Todd Bowles deserves a hell of a lot of love having Tampa right now at 3-1. and one. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Let's move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year because uh, I want to get your opinion on some of these guys that you covered so closely when they were in college. He has, as his third Offensive Rookie of the Year right now, Bijan Robinson, the running back for the Atlanta Falcons, who would top a lot of people's list at number one. That'd be number one for me. And you, you know that I, I get – attached to certain guys you know the all hug team started a few years ago with Devin White back in 2018 and you know our broadcast crews have kind of made a thing of it where you know if you you cover a team a a certain number of times in a year you kind of get to know certain players and Bijan Robinson or he's okay with you calling him Bijan right his mom it's Bijan Mm -hmm. but so you can go he doesn't care which whichever way I, I I pronounced it Bijan his entire time at Texas, at the NFL draft. I went I heard it. It's it's a Bijan. He goes technically yes, right? It's like Terion Arnold at the corner at Alabama. Everyone calls him Terion. No, it's Terion. But anyway, point is, yeah, Bijan, Bijan, whichever way you want to call it, that dude is an absolute beast. All hug, phenomenal person. 
and as good a player. He would be my number one. So obviously no problem being uh, number three in this list. I think he would be my number one as well. Uh, B, uh, Bill Barnwell, uh, again, on ESPN+, Plus, he has C.J. Stroud at number two, which certainly yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. He's having 100%. a phenomenal season so far under difficult circumstances. And he has Puka Nakua as number one, the wide receiver for the Rams. So, I mean, I, I get that, too. There's a strong case there. I, I didn't even know this guy existed. Right. Uh, until week one. And I'm going, why is Matthew Stafford targeting this guy that I've, I've never covered, didn't really know about, and yet he got, what, 18 targets and 12 catches for an ungodly amount of yards in week one. And that's when we started doing research, right, on Puka Nakua. I didn't even know how to pronounce his name. I, I think no, I said I, it right. I, I hope I said no, it right. Did. I've no, heard yeah, it said a yeah. lot. I've never actually yeah. had to say it no, yet. The yeah, fifth yeah. round pick. You and I just yeah. didn't talk Puka, about him yeah. in Puka college. You, you, you drilled it. I had to go look it up, right? And, and, and actually make sure that going over old pronunciation, pronunciation guides, like, okay, yeah, that's how you pronounce this guy's name. I had no idea. And he has burst onto the scene. And what a find by the Rams in the fifth round. A remarkable Again, that goes back to show you, it's not about the first and second round. Those are the flash players, right? You build your guts of the team from the third round down, and that's a fifth-round gem they found, and good for them. Not good for them, great for them, because he's playing ball right now at a very high level. The MVP, uh, Bill Barnwell, has Justin Herbert sitting at third on his list for MVP right now, a quarter of the way through the season. Brock Purdy sitting at number two, and Tua Tungavaloa sitting at number one. Okay, I know where you're going to go with this one, but I would go, I would invert those two. I would have Brock Purdy at number one Eh, and Tua at number two. (laughs) It's it's semantics, because when you're talking about playing at this high of a level, Brock Purdy was 20 of 21 last week, Mm -hmm. and the one in completion was a throwaway. I mean, come on. Brock Purdy. So Tua right now is averaging 8.9 yards per drawback or drop back. Purdy is the only other quarterback above 7.4 yards per drop back. So those guys are are in company that nobody else is in. So far, we're only a quarter yeah. of the way through the season. So far. And with Tua, what's interesting about this is I give Bill some credit because Tua is coming off of his worst game. Brock's not. And he mentions that I, you know, two is coming yeah. off of his worst game, so so it could be some recency bias. People could be surprised, but if you take the numbers as a whole from all four games, that's what he's doing. I also look at, you know, where not, not just where I, I, at this point, I still look at where Brock Purdy was selected and how many years he's been in the league. I mean, he's only he hasn't even started a full year yet in the National Football League. Two is a seasoned vet, and that's why I, I maybe I skew a bit to Purdy because. Won the story because last year to me he was the best story not just in the, in the National Football League but in all of sports being the very last draft pick and then you get thrown in, into the fire and you lead your team to the NFC Championship game and then every quarterback named Montana on down got hurt in the NFC Championship game and your team had no shot he is a remarkable story and proving right now that he was not some flash in the pan he is a legit. NFL quarterback, and he is thriving.
Two is a great story. Brock Purdy's even better. Two is a great story, right? I mean, the he Brock is. Purdy story, if he continues this trajectory, I, don't, I can't imagine Hollywood there's another movie. story. Hollywood yeah, there's movie. not another story that will touch it in, in NFL history, I don't think. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, should fans be exempt from being criticized by players? We'll get into that. ESPN Radio is on the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I revealed earlier in the show that I really, really hate being wrong. And I have a hard time admitting when I'm wrong, but I've grown. I've matured over the years. James Steele has questioned that a little bit. He's not sure about that. Questioning that right now. Yeah. Well, listen Seems up. Seems not true. I was a little bit, kind of, maybe not totally right about the New York Giants. I'll give it to you that way. Because I thought they were going to be okay this season. And they are anything but okay this season. And they are getting less okay by the moment. We will get into some controversy that surrounded that team this past week. Before we do that, Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. You can always hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's how you join the conversation. Ian has some betting advice. Bet till your hands bleed. NFL, my dear, NFL, Miss Wilson, and we are going to go uh, Jaguars plus the six. Go ahead and buy the hook. Right now it's five and a half, and come Sunday you might not have to buy the half because they're playing the team that just punked your Miami Dolphins after they hung a 70-burger with all the fixings on the Denver Broncos. The Bills destroyed the Miami Dolphins. So America is all over Buffalo in a London game where Jacksonville – has not left. They were there last week. They've gotten acclimated. I've done two games in Buffalo and in London. It ain't easy. I mean, that old body clock thing, man, it'll get you. So give me the Jags. I think they lose the game, but they cover the six. Buy it to six. Give me Jacksonville. Bet till your hands bleed. You're looking at me in shock here, James. I can't turn off my mic anymore. 
Oh no! And, yeah, because you broke you, your... you just like spit up like uh, what was that? Was that water or, or a, <laughs> like a I, want, I need to or, cough? I need to cough so bad, well, and no I can't turn button? off my mic to just cough it out. Just go ahead. I mean, live radio to hell with it. Come on. <laughs> so here's the problem. Cough I decided to go and kernel. eat a handful of popcorn during the commercial break, hey, which I was just I hold the on a minute. Worst I... idea when you're on radio. I mean, it couldn't be a worse idea. All right, hold on a minute. Broadcasting 101 to any young media. The student out there as she's chugging water right now or some green substance that was in a blue cup. You never, ever eat two things during a break, during a broadcast. One, peanuts, almonds, mm-hmm. any kind of an, any kind of a, you know, pecans, right? Any, anything in that genre, don't do it because you feel fine when you start talking. All of a sudden, there's that one little piece that didn't quite go down and Bam! You're, you're, you're gagging. Next one, the ultimate one, number one, popcorn. I know. <laughs> and she crosses right now, doing? still coughing, still trying to get that one little kernel up. God, son of a... And Nick, if I mess up my teeth. levels, I'm really sorry because I'm over <laughs> here. I, I, I broke my... I, I'm having a little bit of an issue. I, I broke the little you knobby like, thing, the little knobby like thing t- that controls yeah. my mic. I, I may have broken it off earlier, so it's not really. I don't have the control that I once it, had. It looks like you are coming to us live from a from a, a from a prison mm-hmm. uh, because you switched studios in your house, so there's no backdrop anymore that we're used to. Um, you, you dropped your your Comrex unit, which for people who don't know, uh, ESPN Radio has become remarkably when it comes tech savvy she's at her house in sarasota florida i'm at my house in dallas texas we each have studios and these little boxes where you push like three buttons that she and i have no idea what they really do but next thing you know bam we're connected and we sound like we're in studio together even though we aren't and the other aspect is don't eat popcorn Wait, before you're going on the air. <laughs> well, and I knocked <laughs> off that little box thing uh, that kind of controls our entire lives and, and our entire job. I knocked it off the desk when I was moving my office. And so I've now broken my microphone control, so I don't have easy control over that. There's so no I can no longer button. shut off my microphone to cough to remedy the popcorn situation. I love it. I, I'm a mess. Kind of like the New York Giants are an absolute mess. During their 21-point home loss in prime time to the Seattle Seahawks, things totally unraveled for that team. The O-line surrendered 11 sacks. Daniel Jones, uh, I mean, a pick six. Brian Dayball was tossing a tablet in frustration. We saw all the things. Plus, we heard all the things from the New York Giants as well, notably from right tackle Evan Neal. He did not take too kindly to the fact that fans were booing that team on Monday night. He said they were booing us, so I said boo louder. He told Daryl Slater of New Jersey Advanced Media on Wednesday. The second-year O-lineman didn't stop there. He went on to be critical of the fans. This is what he said, quote, why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? That person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere else? Asked by Slater why he told fans to boo louder, Evan Neal went on to say, because that just further shows that people are fair weather. A lot of fans are bad bandwagon fans. None of this was a good look for Evan Neal to go after fans, Ian. How do you feel about players attacking fans? Are you still there because you have dropped off the Zoom and I don't I'm even here. know if you're still connected from your boxy thing? 
I got you. Yeah, my, my I guess my Wi-Fi at my house, which is a problem with uh with you know when it comes to streaming football, uh, my that that also has died on me. And yeah, I'm, I'm so now you're just in a dark cave by yourself, but your uh, microphone still works. Yeah, no, I mean, and I, you didn't I, eat popcorn. I, I'm, I'm watching right now Western Kentucky and, and La Tech just go at it. I mean, I'm good on that one. But as far <laughs> now, I got a Midas commercial. Here we go. We're back up here. Here we, here we, yeah, yeah, you are. Here, hey. here we go now. Home with it. Here we go. Technology. I look. Evan Neal is not used to losing. I mean, he, he came in out from Alabama where he's contending for national championships or winning a national championship as one of the best offensive linemen in, in, in all of football. For him to say this, though, is a, is a lack of awareness because, Evan, now you are being paid by the guy you just ripped because mm-hmm. without fans, you are not making millions and millions of dollars. Without the guy flipping hamburgers and serving hot dogs and laying asphalt, and changing brake pads. You are not being paid millions of dollars. The fans are why you are making the money you make today. And I hope you learn that lesson. Because if he if he didn't, I guarantee you one guy who's calling him going, hey man, I'm disappointed. And that's Nick Saban, who gets a checklist of every single active player he has in the league. And if he heard about it, I promise you, Nick Saban has called him. Oh, there's a superiority complex that showed itself a little bit here. Like, bro, you're great at football. That's nice and all. But you're not better than somebody who flips hot dogs and hamburgers oh. in life in the general scheme of things. Everybody's doing the best that they can. And that person flipping hot dogs and hamburgers, spending their hard-earned money to watch you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Rolling along here on Amber and Ian. Amber and Ian is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. The Road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Ian Fitzsimmons had an opportunity to speak with one of the biggest names in college football, Blake Corum, earlier today. Blake, of course, the running back for the Michigan Wolverines, the number two team in the entire nation. They are taking on Minnesota on Saturday. If Blake Corum had come out last year, he probably would have been no worse than a second-round pick in the NFL draft. He decided to head back to Michigan, and him being back at Michigan means, again, stardom in college football. Here's Ian interview with Blake Corum. Well, Blake, thank you so much for your time here on ESPN Radio, and, and, and it's been a privilege to get to know you. Uh, but going back to your upbringing, you're, you're, you're a country guy like I am. I mean, people get tired of me talking about country strong, but it is different. But 
when you go back to that knee injury and you know your knee getting busted up and and having to have this long journey of rehab back to make another run at a natty, how much did your upbringing on that farm help you in the recovery to be where you are right now, averaging nearly six yards a carry and nine touchdowns? Oh man, uh, you know it. It helped me uh, a lot, man. It helped me a lot. And it was a key aspect, key part of it, just because of. You know, coming back from an injury like that, like I tell a lot of people, like, you know, I broke both my wrists before I played a whole season with it broken, you know, before I got it fixed. And, you know, uh, that that was nothing to me. But coming back from a lower extremity injury, um, it, it was definitely a process. But, you know, you had to have the, the grit and the tenacity to just, and really the willpower just to keep pushing on them days where you just felt like you were, you weren't getting anywhere. You know, like part of the process was on crutches for six weeks, non-weight bearing, and it just felt like I was doing the same thing over and over every single day, which I was. And I, I felt like I wasn't seeing pro- uh, progress. You know, and there, there were a lot of times throughout the, the process, shoot, even the beginning of the season, you know, I'm like, I thought I was going to be able to hop right back into it and pick up where I left off last year, but that wasn't the case, you know. But I had to fall in love with the process again, stick to the plan, and I knew uh, I was going to come out on top. And, you know, I'm still trying to prove that to this day. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling good. But, um, you know, like you were saying, you know, that how I was raised, you know, uh, it, it led the way for me, you know, through that through uh, recovering. How much did you have to take that first hit in order to trust that you were back and the knee was healthy? Sure. I'm not gonna lie, I had to take a couple of hits to make sure my knee was good. You know what I'm saying? It, it was, uh, you know, I didn't hit during camp, so that first contact, you know, came in the game. You know, and uh, it's, it's a big difference. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just just getting hit a couple of times, you know, and uh, it took me a couple of games. Not gonna lie, you know, it took me a couple of games to really get back under my feet. But uh, you know, I, I like where I'm heading right now. I'm feeling good. I feel like the momentum is starting to pick up a little bit, and. Uh, Man, I, I just uh, I love this game, man. I'm not gonna, I love this game. What is it about the game of football that brings you back day in, day out? What's your favorite thing about the game? Uh, my favorite thing about the game is just being on a team, man. You know, uh, I, I enjoy being on a team with a, a great group of guys that you know love the game. You know, and you know when you're on a great team, and then you know it's it's better when you're winning. You know, I, I love winning. You know, those are the two best things that make me love this game. And, you know, we get to put in work, you know, whether that be an off-season camp or even during the season, but we get to put in work and then we get to go compete against other teams that have players that love the game as well, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, there's no better sport in America, or even in the world, that's better than the football, you know. So, you know, I, I just – the game's done so much for me, you know, and uh, I'll, I'll never take this game uh, for, for granted. Um, but, you know, I, I just love stepping out there each and every day, you know, trying to outdo what I did yesterday, trying to better myself each and every way and just, you know, making sure, you know, my team is successful, the guys are successful, and, you know, we're just, we're just having a great time. You know, that, that's, that's what I love about the game, man. One of the best running backs in all of football, Blake Corum, University of Michigan, joining us here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And, I mean, you are so grounded. I mean, that's that, that's that background going, growing up on a farm in the country of Virginia that has made you, you know, the, the, it helped form you to be the person and player that you are today. So having said all of that, you mentioned this particular team and, and you love playing the game to be around your brothers. 
Dude, you guys are hunting right now. I mean, it's <laughs> number two team in the country, and everybody that's been put in front of you, you have dismantled. What is the biggest difference you see in this particular team? And I hate to use the word compare, but maybe even the last year, a team that made the college football playoff. What's the biggest difference you, this year? You know, I've been on some great teams, you know, since I've been here. You know, whether that be 142, 143, or this team right here. Um and, you know, I, I can say so many great things about each and every one of those teams, but I'll tell you something. You know, something beautiful about this team is everyone's so unselfish. You know, so, so so many people are selfish. You know, if you look around college football, you know, you have quarterbacks, you know, playing all four quarters, you know, even when they're winning, you know, putting up six touchdowns a game. You know what I'm saying? You have running backs, you know, playing all four quarters, you know, putting up getting a lot of carries, putting up a lot of yards, scoring a lot of touchdowns, and, you know, you have uh, defensive guys, you know. It's just, you know, when someone makes a play, we're happy for the other man. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're unselfish. We don't care who, who gets the ball, how many times they get the ball. We don't care how many people get sacks. Um, you know, we're just, we're just there to cheer, cheer each other on. You know, there's no selfishness. Um, we're, all, we're here for our brother. We're here for uh, their success, and we uh, celebrate their success. You know, and when, when you have a team like that, man, uh, you know, it, it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, I feel like that's how you build a, a winning culture is, you know, just having a bunch of group of guys that just are unselfish and just want to win. You know, they don't they don't care about their stats. They don't care about awards. You know, they just, just want to get the job done. When you hear people across the country say, well, who has Michigan played? Your response to them is? We play our schedule. You know, we, we play a schedule. We play a lot of great athletes that um, obviously got recruited and, and uh, were given a, a D1 scholarship for a reason. Um, you know, I, you can't belittle us because, you know, we're winning. You know, we, we play who's on the schedule, and uh, we put in the same amount of work. You know, I believe we put in more work than a lot of schools, you know, obviously within the hours. But, you know, every time we put in work, we, we give it our all, you know. So, you know, uh, I don't really let, you know, whatever, you know, whoever's saying that, whatever they're saying, you know, I don't let that get to me because we know uh, what we have to do and that's just get the job done. Blake, you're full of it. That, that, that charges you. That makes you run harder. I know it does. I mean, there's, you're yeah, like, you want to see? I'll yeah. show you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we turn to you loose, your, your quarterback is playing outstanding ball also, and J.J. McCarthy, completing nearly 80% of his passes. But my question is about the guy on the field. It's off the field. How often do you see J.J. McCarthy fix his hair? Because that's some serious lettuce he's got going on. Yeah, no, he, he do uh, have, a, have a good set of hair, but, uh, you know, uh, like you said, he's doing his thing on the field, but, you know, off the field, you know, he, he has it going on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you didn't answer the question. How often do you see him in the mirror after a game fixing his hair? <laughs> you know, I, I might have called him a couple of times, you know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> I might have called him a couple of times. Most of the time I said that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hey, as we turn to you loose country, hey, what what does it mean to have Harbaugh back? I mean, did you feel that he wasn't there those first few weeks and having him back now, what's that like for you guys? Yeah, you know, obviously the first few weeks he sucked, you know, just not having his uh, enthusiasm, his just his presence. Uh, you know, but we, we played harder than ever for him, you know, having him back on the sideline, just having our head coach back, someone, you know, we would do anything for. Um 
you know, it, it, it's great and it's a blessing having him back on the sideline. You know, like I said, I love playing for Coach Harbaugh. You know, I, I really do. I'll uh, do anything for him. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, all of my teammates would, you know. So having him back on the sideline, uh, especially winning, you know, like I said, nothing's better than winning. But, uh, you know, having him back on the sideline, just his presence, you know, it's been great. You're the ultimate teammate. You're one of the best running backs in college football, and I cannot wait to watch you play again in person. Blake Corum, Michigan Wolverine, here with us on ESPN Radio. We'll have their game against Minnesota on NBC TV uh, on primetime, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern time up in Mini. Blake, stay healthy. Can't wait to watch you play again, man. You're one of the best out there. We appreciate your time here on ESPN Radio. No, I appreciate you, man. The Michigan Wolverines remain undefeated despite, Ian, that three-game suspension, self-imposed suspension at the beginning of the season for Harbaugh. Of course, Michigan survived that self-imposed suspension. The NCAA looks to be moving to Harbaugh-proof coaching suspensions, by the way. Suspended coaches would have to sit out more than just game day, but also all the games in between is what the NCAA is considering because of what's happened. He wasn't named specifically, but what's happened here with Harbaugh. Uh, what do you make of that whole situation where Michigan's at? I mean, they look like they could be the best team in the country. They're one of them. Uh, they haven't played anybody yet. And you heard me ask that question to Blake Corum. Like, hey, and, and he gave a great answer. Uh, we can only play who's in front of us. We, we don't, as players, they don't make the schedule. But Amber, and right now, I, I would not have them as the best team in the country. I, I think Texas is right there as one of the best teams in the country, if not the best team on resume alone. When you think about they, they just beat the number 24 team in the country. They went to Alabama you know, and beat Big Bad Bama after being behind in the second half. They're legit. But this Michigan team, one AFC scout that I talked to this morning said, quote, this will be a record class for Michigan in the 2024 NFL draft. They could, and he said, I'm not kidding, have as many as 18 players selected in the upcoming draft. He said their entire O-line will get drafted. Three out of their four on the D-line will get drafted. The only reason all four won't is because number 78, Kenneth Grant, is only a sophomore. Think about this. Georgia in 2022 has the most single-year selections on an NFL draft by any college. That's 15. Michigan this year, this AFC scout said, will surpass that by a minimum of three. Hmm. They are... That's filthy talented. Those are some big words uh, from from that scout. But we will see talent from top to bottom on that team. Again, they are taking on Minnesota this weekend. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we will unpack some of the other games happening around the world of college football in the NFL right now. At halftime, the Chicago Bears are up on the Washington Commanders 27 to 3. It's not much of a game. So let's talk about what will be games this weekend in college. (laughs) Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
We got another big weekend in college football headed our way. Find him at Ian Fitz ESPN. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. The road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. So let's talk about maybe the biggest game of the weekend. The third-ranked Texas Longhorns are six-and-a-half-point favorites right now over the 13th-ranked Oklahoma Sooners. The Red River rivalry. What do you have on this one for Saturday? One, patience is the ultimate virtue. And so many Oklahoma fans wanted Brent Venables. You know, the prodigal son returns. You know, the former defensive coordinator for many, many years there. You know, and going over to Clemson, winning national championships as Debo Sweeney's defensive coordinator. Still has a little lake house over in Clemson. Comes back, and he told me many years ago, there's one job that I will leave Clemson for, to be a head coach. One. And this was it. And last year was an absolute debacle. But he had a plan in place. It wasn't short-term, right? He wanted to get rid of some guys and then bring in his guys. And he's done it. And they are destroying people right now. Along with Steve Sarkeesian. Texas Longhorn fans, the big oil boosters, the biggest jock sniffers on the planet are Texas Longhorn oil money boosters. They wanted Sark gone last year. And Chris Del Conte, their brilliant athletic director, was like, nope, ain't happening. And now our patience, as John Wooden once said, is the ultimate virtue. Where's Texas right now, Amber? Number three in the country. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, beat big bad Bama over there. And now all the big oil tycoons, right, who were, you know, wanting him fired, going, hey, told you, told you. This one is going to be an absolute slug fest. Just buckle your chin strap and get ready. This is sports pure hatred. And I'm happy for Quinn Ewers, who has transformed not just his image, but the way his teammates view him. He does not. He's not a very vocal guy. He's more of an introvert at quarterback, but he leads by example. He was in the weight room, first guy in, last guy out, and then you're seeing it right now on the field. Combined record ten and zero. Amber, this one, eleven a.m. kick Central Time on ABC is gonna be a dandy. And sadly, my daughters will be in attendance. <laughs> Why is that sad? Because you won't be. I'm not saying it, but you said it. There you oh, go. Well, <laughs> well you're working. Well, my, you wife might be, my, do, mom, right? my, my wife might be going, why are they going? And I'm not going. <laughs> right? There you go. There's, there's, there's the truth to it. These Another girls. big game. Another big one. The team that you're, that, that you're I know it's going to hurt. Oh, no. Your hold Florida on, Gators. Well, hold on. Hold on. Slow down. We're not, we're, we'll, we'll get to Kentucky in a, okay, in a second. All right, okay, Venables, okay. he does have the Sooners. Headed the right direction. He I mean, headed the right direction coming off of last season. So, yes, they are much improved. But here's the problem. This is their first real test, right? And I think that what we saw Texas do to Alabama, what we saw Texas do to Kansas, it's just so much talent on that Texas team. So I like Texas in this game. But it's nice to see this Red Ribble rivalry living up to the whole rivalry portion of the conversation. Have okay, you ever, fine. Have, have you ever get, been, oh, hold on, have you ever yeah. been to the, te- to the te- Texas State Fair? Have you ever been? No. Come on. Come on down. Right, am I getting the invite? Get you a Fletcher Corny Dog, right? I mean, go uh-huh. on a couple of rides and go enjoy one of the greatest college football scenes 
that exists. It seems the amazing. 50-50 split. You don't want to be on the 50-50 split because guess what? Debauchery happens on the 50-50 yeah. split, right? Uh, on that line. Uh-huh. But it is... It's majestic. It's, it's like the awesome. same thing with Florida and Georgia, or it used to be. The Back in the cocktail day. party. It still is. No, it's there. It still is. The, the, I the did world, it last the year. Formerly oh. known as the world's largest cocktail party. Always known as. Uh, Always known, known Technically, as. formally. If you've ever been, you know it's the real name, uh, and you know why. Uh, and it's an amazing, amazing event. Those neutral it's an football advertisement games. advertisement for Red Solo Cups. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. All right. Let's talk about the Kentucky game. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't like talking about Kentucky, period. Uh, but they've got a big matchup against another team that, frankly, I don't like talking about either that we were just talking about in Georgia. <laughs> Both of those teams feel like they own my Florida Gators of late. 20th ranked Kentucky taking on the number one Georgia Bulldogs Saturday, 7 p.m. Who you got? Uh, this is one where Carson Beck went and got road tested, right? And goes down to Auburn. Throws for over 300 yards. And, and I love how fans are going, well, he's relying on Brock Bowers. Well, you know what? Patrick Mahomes relies on Travis Kelsey. I mean, Joe Montana relied on Jerry Rice. I mean, why wouldn't you? And the last two weeks, Carson Beck has targeted you know, Brock Bowers, the best player, in my opinion, tight end for Georgia in all of college football, as much as he should, because he really wasn't hitting him in the first two weeks. There's Georgia, to me, went on the road, got smacked in the mouth, and now they're coming back as a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Buy it down to 14. I mentioned this earlier. And bets your hands bleed. Uh, I like a low-scoring, hard-hitting football game, which is hard to take a favorite in a low-scoring game, but I'm doing it. I'm laying the 14 with Georgia and taking the under in this game because Kentucky is a very physical football team. This is going to be a dandy 6 o'clock Central 7 Eastern on ESPN. Physical football team. They ran all over my Florida Gators to get to that 5-0 and mark and on the brink here of bowl eligibility. I mean, Ray Sorry. Davis, who transferred from Vandy, he ran for 280 yards, three touchdowns. He averaged over 10 yards per carry as this Kentucky team blew out my Florida Gators. It Remember, was pathetic. He went for 200 in the first half on your game. It was insane. Uh, and that's the win that they're coming off of. But uh, my Gators ain't Georgia. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. So this week, I think I think it's going to be a tale of two weeks is what I think is headed Kentucky's way because they're just not going to be able to do that same thing to that Georgia defense. Let's talk quickly here about Bama, Texas A&M. Uh, one, I have a little concern about Jalen Milrow. I'm hearing some things maybe about a hamstring. I don't know. Uh, they may have tweaked in, in practice. I, I don't know. Don't know. Is, it could that, be is inter- that an exclusive Ian Fitzsimmons? No, 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 ma'am, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. But if he's healthy, I think we're seeing the evolution of Jalen Milrow evolve as a quarterback. And this is one that's going to be a hard-hitting, paint-swapping, old-school football lineup. And the more physical team wins that football game. I don't care who's playing quarterback. It's going to get nasty in the trenches. That's the team that comes away and wins. This is the first meeting at Kyle Field between these two teams since 2021. That was the meeting where the Aggies knocked off the number one Alabama Crimson Tide at the time. A little bit of a different season this season. I could see Texas A&M getting this thing done. And that little nugget. You just dropped. I don't know. No, no, no. Oh, 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 oh,
Nope. Not for me in though. Nope. Maybe Bears for twenty seven, commanders eleven. Reporting but not officially reporting. Oh, there we go. No Come Romeo's reporting over. anything. Come on, we're not over.